Hey, this is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Oh, hello, hello, gentlemen. It's Sailor here. Fancy hey. meeting you here. What's going hey, on? Hey, what's up? There's a lot of people here tonight. What the hell's going on? Yeah, there is. All the squares are a lot smaller on YouTube. Here. I know. So many squares. <laughs> yeah. Lots of squares. I know. So um, our two guests tonight are from my old hometown on the West West, all the way up in the PNW, Seattle. And um, they were lovely enough to ask me to be a guest on their podcast. And I had literally, I think we had landed in Florida the day before or something. And uh, it was, <laughs> I was a little frazzled, but it was such a good time that I said, Killed you know, no, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks I so said, much for being on. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I said, you guys have to be on my podcast now too. So will you fellas introduce yourself, please, and tell the listeners a little bit about your awesome podcast. Yeah, so uh, my name is Matt James. I am a bartender, and we, uh, Justin and I, do the How to Be, be a Better Drinker podcast, where we, uh, you know, every bottle has a story behind it. So we try to tell those stories, and uh, it's a little like drunk history meets stuff you should know, but uh, <laughs> with less information, I guess. Right. Uh, <laughs> we try to Maybe less speaking. Yeah. yeah. I know they've gotten <laughs> better with the puking usually, on yeah. that show recently, but in the beginning, man, there was a lot of puking. Yeah. yeah everyone's yeah. getting savvy to it. Everyone figured out what the what the jig was. <laughs> That's uh, not as fun anymore. <laughs> we our podcast, I was gonna say that I don't think it's much like drunk history until I remember the first like two years of me doing it with Matt. And I know I I know that we got pretty I got pretty fucking schnockered. Sorry. <laughs> I use profanity. I'm sure that's not allowed. Is that? Oh, oh that's oh, totally. No, that Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. Okay. We are. She cusses like a sailor. Ten. What are you talking about? Yeah, 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 exactly. I got all the fucks and I got no the fucks. So bring the fucks. <laughs> bring the fucks. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we used to get schnickered. Whoa. Yeah, we've done that a few times. We've got some pretty epic things early on in our library yeah. of someone fell off their chair once someone um got busted by their wife for being up too late once someone had to leave to go puke once someone yeah. was so incoherent that we scrapped the whole episode once i'm curious about the uh taking the little the barf break and here's why i'm curious was it one of these situations whoever it was we're not gonna we don't have to you know, I have my guess who it is <laughs> without knowing any of you, except for Sailor, like for half a second. Uh, was it one of those things where you're trying to play it off, fight it off? You don't want it to happen. And you're like, I just got to go and get this over with. And then when you come back, you feel like recharged, like your second wind. And you just want to keep going for another half hour of podcasting. Is that what it was like? No, it was more like we had been podcasting for three and a half hours, and this is before we 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 didn't know we shouldn't drink for the entire three and a half hours. And I went to I was like, okay, you guys, we have to we have to pause. I've got to take a bathroom break. And I really just thought I had to pee, but I just kind of, you know, hit the reset button, came back, felt better, and kept going. Right, so it refreshed you. Yes. Yes. So it was a it was the pause, but it it was a pause that refreshed. And you exactly. Good. But when I came yeah. back, someone's chair was empty, the camera was still on, and then then 
there was only two of us left. Our previous co-host, Jake, was still with us. So oh. him and I, Ed had already left. And so him and I are left, just the two of us, with Matt's screen on, his camera on for, I don't know if it was all night, because finally I just closed his little thing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was, That's yeah. Those were the old days. But the now we're professionals. The Wild West days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a box set of the lost tapes after we're all dead and gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Someone's going to make bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, um, you guys, we are going to do something super fun tonight with our guests. Pardon the background noise. There are children screaming right outside my window. Um, they're scared of me, so I might have to just open the blinds and look at them, and they'll usually run. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know if you can hear them, but my apologies. Um, it's late. Go to bed. Anyway, um, so before we get into our subject, before we get into um, listening to some awesome clips and having some arguments about something that Ed wanted me to put in my Spotify <laughs> that over my dead body will never happen, we need to talk about the most essential part of this experience which matt yes as i always say every week guys whiskey is the third word in the name of our show but it is not the least important but this is where we go around and we talk about what we have in our glass nice. and as per usual when we have esteemed guests with us we always start with you guys so which one of you guys want to start first tell us what you're drinking justin what do you got well first of all i'm kind of taken aback that i'm esteemed i love it <laughs> I don't I've think never I've been ever called been that. Yeah. before. Never. Yeah. In my life. Everyone's esteemed here. It happens Everyone's when you walk in the here, door. Yes. yes. I love oh, it. Well, you guys, yeah, I think you guys are esteemed. Right back at you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, you guys are esteemed as hell. So <laughs> I can you. say, oh, my my uh, my whiskey here is just uh, my new, one of my new daily, my new always have it in the uh, cupboard, old tub. Yes. With, yeah, right on Good there. Good choice. Uh, stuff, man. So, yeah, I'm so, uh, was so pleasantly surprised, impressed by this when I had it uh, a few months, uh, six months ago for the first time. Do you want to hear a little bit about the whiskey? Yeah, absolutely. Touch? Okay, yep. so I, just the little bit I know about it, and we did do, I think we did do a podcast about it because I wanted to talk about it because I had it. Um, I know that it, so it's obviously, it's well, it's Jim Beam Distillery. Old Tub was I guess one of the, if not the first expression from Jim Beam, but it didn't do very well, so they discontinued it back. Like Matt, do you remember what we found out? Some, like, I want to say they discontinued it in the fifties, but I'm not positive. Okay, okay, maybe in the fifties it came back as a, um, but it was supposed to be one of the earliest expressions of Jim Beam in general, right? So, so it old tub named after the old tub that they used to. Distill it. Uh, here's the thing: this stuff was only available in the uh, on the bourbon trail at the gift shop in Kentucky, which I've never been to up until about a year ago, I think. Correct me with any of this stuff if I'm wrong. Um, but they would come in little uh, halfies, little three seven fives, and I always wanted to try it. And uh, it came out, like I said, maybe a year, year and a half ago. This stuff is just solid as hell. It's so right on. It, it's very 
much. You can tell there's, it's not super old. It's probably, it, I mean, I'm assuming it's a four year because if they don't tell you, it's probably four, but it's very nice color. I would say maybe four to six even. And it's uh, non-chill filtered, which I normally don't care much about. It doesn't, I don't give a shit about it either way, except I will say this has a very rich, for lack of a better word, a silky, let's say kind of fat, oily mouthfeel, <laughs> but in a really good way. And uh, I'm having it on the rocks and it's great on the rocks. It's great neat. It's great in cocktails. It's just kind of a steal. It's bonded, 100 proof, good stuff, nice Kentucky hug at the end. Uh, definitely you can tell it's a, uh, you can tell the rye comes out. I think it's around 12%, which isn't much, but it, it, it shows itself. And it's, it's probably my favorite Jim Beam expression besides the small batch collection or old granddad. So <laughs> that's what I'm drinking and, uh, cheers to you guys. Nice choice. Cheers. cheers. I enjoy that cheers. as well. Same, same. All right, next to Matt. All right, so um, this show is on guilty pleasures, from what I was told. Um, and uh, so I got out my guilty pleasure, which is Overholt, old Overholt. Nice. From Heaven Hill Distillery. And not so much that I feel guilty about liking it. I might feel more guilty about how much I consume of it. Because um, uh, it is just a very... I mean, it is an awesome rye. It's our well rye, um, but uh, you know, lots of oak to it. Doesn't come off with too much spice. And I'll tell you what, I like this expression better than the bonded that they came out with. Uh, the bonded just seemed a little abrasive to be abrasive, not yeah. in an interesting way. I think it's at the uh, right proof um, in their normal deal. Also, I like the. Uh, you want to talk about guilt? Uh, the guy who was in charge of uh, the uh, enforcing the Volstead Act during pro- prohibition was the Secretary of Treasury, er- Andrew Mellon, who owned Old Overholt. Well, he went to Congress a couple times asking for uh, more uh, government men to enforce this deal because they only had like 1,200 uh, G men out there to enforce prohibition. And Congress was like, no, we, we, we kind of really like it the way it is. We're all making money off of this. <laughs> and so then one day, yeah. uh, the gangster slash secretary of uh, treasury for um, for Atlantic City, Nucky Thompson, who was immortalized by um, by Steve Buscemi in uh, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Yeah. yeah. He comes up to uh, Andrew Mellon one day. He goes, I'd like to be the general manager of your distillery. And I'll just take 10 points. And he goes, well, I guess since everybody else is making money off of this, I might as well, too. So uh, he made Nucky Thompson the general manager and profits soared. Um, Go figure. (laughs) But no, I I like it. Uh, Like the uh, old overall, it's what I think a rye, well rye should be. And for the price, I think it's great value. Hell yeah. And it's historic, too. Yeah. That's a great choice. Cheers to that. Cheers. 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 Guys, I do want to say one thing about this guilty thing. 
<laughs> it's, it's, I, I was thinking of grabbing, I mean, I wasn't sure what the rules were. I was thinking of grabbing a guilty pleasure whiskey, but honestly, like Matt said, it's only, he's only feels guilty because he drinks so much and it's causing problems with his family and stuff. And no one <laughs> how to interact with him and all the gastrointestinal shit. I the reality is he doesn't time. feel guilty about the actual whiskey. And I feel the same way. I'm on the same page as him because any whiskey I'm going to drink, even if it's Evan Williams, like bonded or like, that's not, I shouldn't even said even, you know? No, Evan Williams is solid. There's no guilt with that. All the good that's an MRW Justin, staple. You don't yeah. feel guilty about your love of screw, screwball? Oh, wait, no. Peanutter is the one. Peanutter is, is oh, the one that you like the yeah. most. Did, yeah, I, wait, P, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, pause. It's called, no. it's peanutty, yeah. Hold on. Peanutty, yeah, peanutty. Yeah. Screwball is, is the only or... one that's actual whiskey, and everything in it is all natural. Which one, which one? Screwball. Screwball. Is oh, it all really? natural? Yeah, the only ones that can use real peanuts. They yeah. are the That's only it. ones that use a, it's actual whiskey with peanuts, like actual peanuts. Oh, okay. And not only that, but it's a minority-owned business, family-owned, independent. I'm gonna grab it. I have it in the cover. I'm gonna drink that. They that you really, I highly recommend reading the story about Screwball. It's incredible. We we, and it's we did a show only on Screwball. Natural one. Um, we we actually did a show on three different uh, peanut butter whiskeys. We were trying them so you don't have to. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people like Screwball. I can't stand it. Uh, it tastes like Frangelico with whiskey. And uh, I like my whiskey without Frangelico. Um, that's how I usually enjoy it. And uh, did uh, what do you know about the, uh, the litigation that's going on with them oh, yeah. as well? That must be new. I haven't heard they've anything got, about litigation. They've got four suits um, against them. Two, I think, are complete crap. But uh, there's one like patent, patent type suits. Yeah, they no, no, investor. They don't sound. Uh, they they uh, had two investors, investors mm -hmm. that didn't have contracts that uh, said oh, that well. they owe <laughs> more, owe them money, and then also the. Uh, the glass distributor uh, or their glass producer says that they owe them a, a quarter million dollars, but I couldn't find if any of those suits have been resolved. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on there. Well, and I, I don't know. Like I, I like you, the story of the uh, founders. And uh, yeah, the you know. story is incredible. But I also yeah. don't know if you know how often brands get grant, especially when they skyrocket. The suits come. Let if you right. if you're an investor and you don't have a contract, you can just fuck right off. Like yeah. I'm not going to believe a word you have to say. If you're putting up money, you have a contract, even if you have to write it on a napkin. Right, get exactly. Out of that's get what we're out of here. Sailor, that's exactly what we were talking Please. about when we did the episode, yeah. is that whether you're, whatever your feelings about peanut butter whiskey, these guys did it. It seems like they have a great story. They really yeah. did it with passion. It yep. definitely does taste like peanuts. It is, the, real, it is real peanut. Right. And it doesn't come from... But I think what I and look when I first heard about it, I was pissed. I was like, "Get what the peanut whiskey! Shut the well, fuck you up!" Also kind of, couldn't you make whiskey? Out, you could legitimately make whiskey out of peanuts. That's not what they're doing, right? Well, here's the thing. So one of the founders is a she's a chem, was a chemical engineer and she's a patent attorney. So the fact that you have like that's one for the lawsuits. Like yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. Also like. They figured out it came from a shot that they used to sell in their restaurant. 
Right. It was the most popular shot. It was the most popular cocktail. Like, well, how can we bottle this? But of course, you have to keep it shelf stable and it has to look nice. And how do we get to get it to be all natural, though? Because they were using, of course, actual whiskey, not a neutral grain spirit in the shot. And they didn't want to cut corners on quality, which makes it an expensive product, you know? So um, the bottle thing, all I'm going to say is, man, the manufacturing pipeline has been rough for a few years not just during the pandemic but if you've met distilleries they will talk to you for hours about glass problems i mean with my new business i face it every day it is brutal there is just not it's it's just really hard so i don't want to speak for something i don't know anything about but i can tell you that um I really believe that what they're doing is just, yeah, hey, we want, we want to make a whiskey that's got a flavor to it. And that's okay. As long as, to me, as long as what's on the bottle is true, that if it's not true, that pisses me off. If you're going to call oh, yeah. it a whiskey, it had better be actual whiskey. If As long as you do all of those things, great, then enjoy it. Right. There's a market for it, obviously. You know, that's yeah. it. It's that so this, simple. Yeah. To this day, I want everyone to boycott forever Templeton. Forever. Anybody. <laughs> just, just, they just, they deserve nothing but karma until the distillery goes out of business, which will never happen. I'm just saying, like, that's the way things need to be. That's life. That's not an opinion. That's the reality of it. Boycott. You heard it here on Metal anyway, Rock and Whiskey. I'm actually drinking some of that. Uh, I was going to say peanut, peanut or peanutty. <laughs> But it is not. It's this uh, screwball you're talking about. I don't love it, but I'm going to drink it because of what we're talking about. <laughs> and I think those Matt was kidding when he said I really liked it. He was trying to get get one. He was jabbing me. <laughs> but I want you guys to understand that those uh, law th those what they call the law things suits lawsuits. <laughs> yes, law those suits. are all nonsense. They're all like what you were saying, Sailor, about like hey. I had a, we had a conversation one night and right before you went to bed, you said we should talk about maybe I could be part of the thing with the other thing. And now I'm going to sue you for third of the company, bitch, get a fucking contract, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a red flag one of the, uh, it's a red flag. Anytime yeah. someone doesn't request a written contract. That's or absurd. doesn't it disclose information to you, especially like when one of the owners is an is an attorney. I, I find that very oh hard exactly, to it's ridiculous, very hard to believe. And, and one of the uh, lawsuits was brought by uh, the pitcher uh, David Wells. And if you know anything about baseball, um, he his credibility <laughs> is in question. Uh, so what is his lawsuit lawsuit alleging? That's one of, that's one of the investors. Yeah. Oh, he's the investor. Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the investors dude david wells that guy tried to get me into a pyramid scheme like a timeshare <laughs> david wells the, the sports guy oh that dude well See, first of all he's a shitty pitcher number one number two pitcher. you have an agent and a slew of attorneys at your beck and call when you were in that position that you can't get an attorney to be like, hey, can you just write up this document there's these people making this thing and i want to be a part of it and here's i'm going to give them this money Come on, come Too on. Too much work. Yeah, it's a load of crap. All right, moving on from all that nutty nonsense. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, that was good. Um, Ed, what about you? Nutty. What are you drinking? Tonight, um, this was kind of a last minute thing. And uh, I think 
Buddy Nugs here, and I had some kind of a psychic vibe going on because I was trying to decide what to break, what to what to drink, and uh, you know, he asked me about weeded bourbons. He's like, "Hey, do you like weeded bourbons?" Because Sailor had mentioned Larceny earlier, but which I'm fresh out of. I finished a one point seven five. So it's a metal rock and whiskey inside. So I turned turned around. <laughs> And I'm like, I've got this. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So I'm like, well, it must be meant to be. It so, meant to be. It's pretty cool. That's what I'm drinking tonight. And like like him, I'm not the biggest fan of the standard Baker's Mark. I mean, it's okay if someone serves it to me at a party or something. I'm not going to pour down the drain. But um, but this 101 is actually pretty nice. I do really. Yeah. It's got that extra kick that it needs, a little more spice to it. Um it is a weeded bourbon, so it doesn't have that that rye behind it, but still, it's got a little extra proof, which really helps. And uh, yeah, it's really just a solid sipper. Um, yeah, don't have you know too many bad things to say about solid it, really. sipper. Ding ding yeah. ding. That's, that's the word sipper. of the night. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't that be great if the one hundred and one becomes? It's not going to happen. But wouldn't it be great if it was out there, man? Like uh, at some point, kind of like well, the wild turkey one hundred and one is such. Oh yeah. Even to this day is yep. underrated somehow. It's so, so underrated. Is, it needs to stay this, that way though, so they don't raise yes. the prices. Yeah. Yeah. Stay on the bottom shelf. <laughs> yes. I please. would say I would call this like the weeded equivalent of the wild turkey one. Yeah, that's extra proof, you know. But it doesn't have that price know. point though. And it's got and it's like a thirty five dollar right. bottle too, which is really reasonable, I think. Not bad. Where, oh, so where you are it's only thirty five. Yeah. He's okay, in well, Illinois. We have this weird tax thing out here. Yeah. Washington, so, remember in Washington is the worst. You, you get another 10, 15 bucks on top of that, but that's still Ooh, okay. But yeah. still, yeah, still yeah. a solid bourbon. Dude, not to not to bogart your moment, but I've got to tell you, because you and I are on the same wavelength with this one, uh, I actually did a tasting. I, again, I'm, I'm sitting at home in my little bunker, and I do these weird nerdy things I never would have, I would have laughed about, you know, a year ago. But- I poured 101 regular makers and the 46, right? And yep. uh, did an actual tasting. And uh, goodness gracious, the regular makers can go take a hike, you know? And then 101, though, is just so good. I would love for that be to somehow be the traditional makers. And then the 46, the nose on that bad boy is borderline exquisite. You know, they're all those two. 101 and 46 are actually really, really impressive bourbons for, from a really mainstream company. How do you feel? Yeah, I, I've okay. had the 46 myself. I do I do yeah. like the 46. Yes, that is good. I mean, that's what everyone knows about that one, but it is really not bad yep. without that proof. Yeah. Well, cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers, Ed. Mr. LaRusso, how about you? Well... I am all about doing firsts on this show. 120 episodes, whatever we have right now in the can. Oh, shit. Yes. And this is going to surprise my co-host here, guys. Oh. But I went north of the border for this one. Ooh. Oh, wow. Nice. We're yes. stepping into rare territory. I am Wait, I feel Canadian like whiskey is, right now. Oh, my yeah. God. This should have been a discussion. I'm kind of borderline pissed <laughs> right now. Uh, so... Going back to what these guys said, I actually feel guilty for drinking this, but it's so goddamn delicious. Uh, but this is the Pikes <laughs> Creek uh, Canadian Whiskey 10-year finished in rum barrels. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I've never had Very that. tasty. 35 bucks, 10 years, primarily rye based. It really impressed me. I, I can't, can't lie. <laughs> What's the proof? What's the proof on it? 40, right? Or 80? Right? Uh, it's, it's 84. 84 proof. Oh, 84. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? A little O Canada for you there. Hockey oh, style. Man. Okay. So could, do you guys have any interest in talking? Or we don't want to jump on. We don't want to get in. I'm sorry. I keep talking about things. I'm just interested no, in hanging out with you guys. This, I'm actually feel like I'm hanging out with a bunch of cool people. So I want to. So. Canadian whiskey, what's the deal? Are we down with it or what's up? Obviously, you're down with it, Matt, number number one or whatever. You know, he, what's up, no, man? No, we we give Canadian whiskey a really hard time. It's been kind of I, a running joke. It's be, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, why it's be, that's why this is a first. But it's yeah. become a running joke, not because we hate Canadian whiskey. Right. Yeah. The the I think I think the difficult thing is as an American. Am I going to, first of all, what's readily available for Canadian whiskey is not great, right? In the price point where you can grab, like you just, you know, an Evan Williams, an old tub, even a Makers, you know, you know, all your standard offerings. Why would I take the chance on a Canadian whiskey? I'm not sure of when, unfortunately, their lower price offerings just aren't that great in comparison to what we can, what, what we can get here. Now- right. For the first time in my life, I was offered, um, and I <clears throat> honestly cannot remember what the hell exactly it was, but it was right before the pandemic. I was in Seattle for um, Whiskey Extravaganza, and um, I tasted the, I think it was the 20-year Canadian Club, and I'm like, I had no idea they made something that, A, wasn't in a plastic bottle, <laughs> and B, that is really delicious but yeah, I, can i get this here and they're like yeah, yeah. well they were like in boutique shops and i'm like man why don't you care about the american market i just don't understand why canadian whiskey i mean i guess they don't have to because they're doing fine but right and it, you guys it, have been to canada right i mean i'm not making a joke you've been to canada into a bar yes. right? in canada. yeah yeah and, and like it's interesting like yeah. The, the way they do pours, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't measure. I'm not getting about that. I'm just saying it's so – it's the mindset is coming from a place of temperance or <laughs> it's coming from a place of moderation full stop. Like it's like here's well, this whiskey. They're a little bit, yep. they're a little bit soccer, right? Yeah. yeah, they're Canadian. It's like everyone's yeah. Peter Scott. They're very yeah. sorry about everything. Yeah. They also yeah. put brandy in their old fashions, and that's okay. Oh, um, I kind of like that. No, you have cute. to ask for that's, whiskey. That's endearing, yeah. Like <laughs> they're but, very and also, cute oh. and very sweet, but we've shit all over Canadian whiskey. Not As meaning Americans. to. It's become As a Americans, joke. Why, are, why is rye whiskey considered a Canadian whiskey? arbitrarily to still at least 50% of the population thinks a rye whiskey means Canadian whiskey and vice versa. Right. Well, I think I there's think a certain, there's a certain age group. Yeah. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. 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 All, well, whiskey is rye whiskey. It's the same that, that think Crown Royal is a real whiskey, which, you know, <laughs> that'll be that's a whole show of its own. Well, and also, okay. So is, uh, is Canadian club, is that owned by uh, Seagram's? Yeah. 
Yes, I believe so, right? I, okay, so that, that that's your answer on why they they don't care about yeah, the American market true. or oh. just anything that they put out in general. Yeah, because Edward Wolfman or whatever the fuck his name is again. Yeah, because I think that mo like most Americans, when someone says Canadian whiskey, what do I think of? Canadian Mist, Canadian Club, Seagirb Seven, Crown Garbage. Royal. You know, Garbage. which is all, you know, not the best. Fucking you guys have a whistle pig. Well, they but do that, but nobody goes, Hey, whistle pig, yeah. Canadian whiskey. Nobody says that. They're like, no. Oh, whistle pig. That's it's true. American whiskey. Vermont. And then you're like, Oh, wait, exactly. Oh, yeah. Vermont whiskey. And then you're like, Oh, wait, actually, right, you know, <clears throat> it's all convolution. Turn the yeah. bottle around. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, moving along so that we can actually get to our subject. Oh, tonight. real quick, like this I picked up in Vegas. I had to buy this just because <laughs> of the label. Oh, it's and cool. I looked on the back and it says distilled in Canada. Well, right. what did you expect? I mean, so, that's why it's I still this is how I've had this for years, and that's how much I bought. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shelf decoration at this point. Right. But we right. love our Canadian listeners so much. Canadian yes. friends, we love you. Yeah. And if you want to send us samples of your delicious whiskey that we can't get here, we would love that. So just to make sure we are being yes. very clear. It's because what's readily available here does not showcase what true Canadian whiskey really is, the, the premium finer stuff. And I know that, and I understand that. So anyway. Yeah, I'm um, Canadian okay. tonight, so keep those numbers up. Canadian there you go. Listeners. Exactly. Yep. Yes, we love you, Canada. Um, yeah. I am drinking something that's super close to Canada, but not there just yet, and it is Westland Single Malt. I think nice. everybody knows how I feel about this brand. Mm -hmm. I am cuckoo for American Single Malts. I know, and well, I knew it was going to be the next boom category in American whiskey. Matt and I talked about it years ago when people when people were still like, "Rye whiskey is going to be a big category in whiskey." I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck? What do you mean?" Is gonna be? Where have you been the last 10 years? Okay. You're late to the party. Anyway, yeah. Uh, American single malt's where it's at, motherfuckers. Shit's been out for like four years, dude. So um, I love everything about West. I, you know, I talked about this when I was on your show. The ethos behind brands is very important to me. Um, Westland's got it all. What they've done for, um, uh, American whiskey, what they've done for the single malt category, being pioneers um, in making whiskey in the Pacific Northwest, what they've done to cultivate American peat that will change the face of American whiskey forever. Um, all of that, go to their website, Westland, check it out. Um, we'll talk more about them one day. I don't think we've done like a real feature on them, which we should totally do. Um, maybe when I go back to visit, we'll record from there. But they're my friends, and I adore them. And this American single malt, the the American oak, will blow your mind. It's delicious, and I chose it tonight because of my friends that are joining us from Seattle. So cheers to you guys. Nice. Cheers, guys. And I actually have some of their sherry wood, too. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. We're all fans of Westland, for sure. Yeah, and if, if anybody out there ever finds themselves in the uh, – greater Seattle area, definitely check out a distillery tour um, yeah. there. It's beautiful. It's right by the stadiums. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. 
Yeah, you guys yes. gotta do a show on you, Sailor. You have to do a show on it. I will. I'll have them on you too. About it, and all, and your boys are all about it. Like everything's gonna just be like, it'll be an amazing episode. Oh, I these, will. I promise. These guys are so friendly. They're too. they're incredible. Yeah. yeah on that note, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're gonna talk about guilty pleasures tonight so get ready time is fleeting madness takes its toll but listen closely not for very much longer i've got to keep control All right, we'll get back to more of that later. So tonight we're going to talk about guilty pleasures. And um, man, we've already had some arguments. We've already had some fights <laughs> amongst us MRW people. People, Ugh, Ed, you're killing me already, Smalls. Text fight. Text uh, fight. Jesus, we had a text fight already. So um, this is how we're going to do it. Um, we're going to go around the room. And we're going to talk about, if you give me just a couple of your guilty pleasures, um, I, so first of all, I felt that we should keep it within the rock, that large sphere, because we are metal rock and whiskey. Um, and guilty pleasure meaning, you know, you shouldn't listen to it because it's crap, but you really secretly love listening to it, or it's good, but it's like overdone. But still, every time you hear it, you're like, oh, such a good song. Or everybody else hates it and you love it. Whatever your guilty pleasure is, like, um, I was going to say, like, people who watch the Kardashians, but that's just fucking garbage. Happy to say I've never. <laughs> that's spent, just guilt. I've never that's, watched yeah. any hey, of that fucking bullshit. Hey, wait a second. Before. Hold up. Hold up, you. <laughs> that show. <laughs> Has a narrative arc like nothing I've ever seen. Any scripted show. I'm just, I've never seen that. I was kidding. No, that show is I don't even know. I've never watched You sold it very well. You got me confused. That was all. I almost was getting really upset with you. Now I would watch an episode just to see what it's like. Don't you dare give it ratings. Don't you dare. No. Okay. I would be surprised if Justin can actually name a Kardashian. Like, I mean, can't everybody name the one? And I don't like, know if he could. Who cares about any of them? But the one is like you know. Robert yeah. Kardashian is the one from OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Touche. That was great. <laughs> OJ Simpson is very connected to the Kardashians, and that should tell you something right there. So um, let's stop advertising for those piece of shit millionaires that are would eat your babies if they could. Um, okay, oh, so let's uh, let's talk about our guilty pleasures and um, shall we let our guests go first before we duke it out? Meaning me and Ed. This is becoming a theme, Ed. <laughs> you and I duking it out is a new thing. I kind of like it. Yet. Poke in the bear. Poke in the bear. <laughs> Don't even get me started on our last fight. Okay, so um, which one of you guys wants to go first? Matt James, you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, so so mine is the hives. Um, so anything off that 
uh, it's hate to say I told you so, which I'll go to bat. I think it's a good song, but also I know it was their whole deal was like right when the strokes came out and, you know, a bunch of bands like, I think Velvet Underground was was hot right there too. And these guys were wearing like all white suits and they're <laughs> Swedish and they're they only had one album really. Yeah. And it they were such a I believe just record company made band. But I think their hit, I mean, yeah, I can listen to that full album. It's nine songs, it's like thirty-five minutes, and you know. I'll be that guy in the uh, early iPod commercials with the, <laughs> uh, you know, just the silhouette of the guy just dancing to uh, their songs. I mean, like, yeah, no, fuck it. Um, I was in high school back then. And uh, yeah, oh it was Oh, my God. You were in high school. So, Wait, quest, quick old? question. Jesus. Quick question. Yeah, yes. yeah. Did you say the hives? Like the, the red bumps you get on your skin when you have a reaction. Yeah, yeah, the high. Let me yeah. play you a clip to jog okay. your memory. How about that? So everybody can remember. Yeah. Now that he said he was in high school and I feel like a fucking ancient person. <laughs> I'm an old 36, though. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, I knew you would do it. Weren't they, wasn't one of their songs in the Apple iPod commercial? Yeah, yeah. Part of the reason that I'm like, this is guilty. I have no idea. I believe this video is on uh, TRL for like a couple of uh, months. <laughs> it's a great yeah, driving I, song, I, you know? I dig it. I mean, that's a, it's a good, it's a, that's a great choice. And I don't think any of us would have gone there. Nope. We tend to shy away from anything that's like post 1990-ish <laughs> just enough. because yeah. we focus on classics. But it's a great illustration, though, of a guilty pleasure for sure. I mean, I think you're, you know, what's funny is I was living in Belgium when this came out. Okay. And I was actually in the music business. I don't mm -hmm. talk about this a lot, but I had my own little tiny record label and I had a touring company and I used to take American bands across Europe touring and stuff. And, um, you know, they, everybody was just like, this is the next thing, man, garage rock. And I'm like, you guys, you <laughs> tiny babies, you're so adorable, but let mama out. tell you something. <laughs> this shit's been around since the 1950s. Yeah. It's not the next big thing. Y'all motherfuckers in your garages, like, I don't know what to tell you, but also my record label has maybe two years left, and that's going to be the end of that because digital music is here. And they'd all start snoring and falling asleep, and I'm like, you'll see. And it was not the next big thing, of course. It was a no. very small moment in time, but they did it really well. I feel like Oasis kind of started that that yeah uh, that movement, that uh, part God, I hate portion them. Blur um, and then, see what I mean. You're blur, illustrating yeah. my point. We could keep going. Okay, yeah. Oasis. Blur. Go back more. Go back more. Go back more. It's always well, no, no, been I'm, there. I'm, that's I'm no. I'm talking about in the mid '90s. That wasn't there. I mean, 
like True. it wasn't well, we had, there that much. What about Mid the white stripes? 90s. What? Who were the other ones? Well, there the white the stripes didn't come the... out until like the ninety nine. I feel like Queens of the Stone Age is actually related to this in a way. I know a lot of people don't connect Queens yes. of the Stone Age, but they were very make it your do it yourself vibe. You know, DIY vibe. I yeah, definitely no, got some it's Queens all just vibes rock. from that song. For yeah. sure. What about the Strokes? The Strokes were nineteen ninety eight. The Black well, Keys are nineteen ninety six. Black Keys ripped well, that, off White Stripes. Well, that's what I. That's what I'm. Well, no, Black Keys were not ninety six. <laughs> no. What? Well, yes, they were, dude. Yes, well, they were. They weren't yeah. that popular back then. Yes, they were. They totally were. Yes. I don't know. Yep. The Kills. Listen, are I'm much more of a hip hop fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am I am swimming in the deep end here. I'm much more of a hip hop fan. Do not be sorry for that, my friend. But uh, but yeah, no. I, what, what I'm Ripple saying Motorcycle is, like, Club, 1998. Like, well, I I felt like the the Strokes, and um, then you had Franz Ferdinand and the Killers, and they were they were all like super. Um, yeah, that that was like, like what 2003, four. Yeah, and that's when the Hives yeah. came out, and yeah. Yeah. it was just like inundated with that style of garage rock True. and you know like the hives i i don't know if they even knew english you know they might be <laughs> phonetically speaking like uh abba you know but <laughs> i enjoyed that album you know it was just fun that's good that's that's very true. Yeah. Well, that was a good snapshot into that period. Of, and that was a totally unexpected one. So <laughs> thanks for that one. That's I think that might be the newest song perhaps we've ever played on this podcast. What well, do you think, guys? Could be. <laughs> it's up there. It's really? good to see a young guy in the room. Yeah. No, I mean, Matt's really, your, yeah. your age. It's like I said, we, we play old people music all the time. And I'm not going to change that tonight. You shouldn't. Um, not for me. Buddy Nugs, what about you? Well, guilty pleasures is tough for me because I don't I don't experience guilt. It's a foreign, I have no idea what that feels like, but I, I've heard tell what it means. <laughs> and you guys are an old fogey podcast, is what you said. So I guess Eric Dolphy's first two albums are junk, but I still like to listen to them. You like that? Eric Dolphy. Eric Dolphy. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. He's a genius. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was trying to be, I was trying to improv. Nope. Sorry. He's a jazz guy. He's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to go with, I, I kind of, it's not really rock, but it's uh, Richard Cheese. And Richard it's uh, Cheese. Richard Cheese's uh, Down With The Sickness, which I find to be something that is supposed to be ironic and I'm supposed to listen to it for a giggle one time, but I actually find myself listening to it for musical satisfaction. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a, it, it, down with the sickness from, uh, wait, what's the name of the band that did down with sickness? Disturbed. 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 Yeah. yeah. Disturbed. So yes, thank you. This no is e. It's a cover. A it's a cover. This is such a great choice. And again, one that I definitely would not have thought about because I do feel I it's funny because I will put on this. I have this thing about Richard Cheese and I have this like weird 1950s cocktail music that's like Hawaiian, very Hawaiian themed because that was, you know, like the whole Trader Vicks, all that bullshit. 
And I'll play that sometimes, especially when I'm like cleaning the house. I'm like, why am I? I don't know. I don't tell anybody I do this usually. So when you said this, I was like, oh, my God, Richard Cheese, what a fucking fantastic choice. And if you guys don't know who he is, I'm going to play you a clip in a minute. But he started off as a music producer in Los Angeles at KROQFM. And uh, he's an incredibly talented musician. We were chatting a little bit before the show that to pull off something like this, you have to be more talented than your average really great musician because you are covering and rearranging music that is so far removed from the style that you're playing it and singing it in and you made a great um point that the he even will drop little easter egg jokes in there and you got it i wouldn't always catch them but I'd be like cleaning the house and all of a sudden I'd hear and be like, Oh, I didn't hear that the last 40 times. So, um, and he's what a fantastic like albums. He has like 10 or Oh my God. Albums. He's got a million albums indeed. Yeah. Um, so super great choice. And this is down with the sickness by Richard cheese. Do you feel that? Oh shit. That's the best part of the whole fucking song. Come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Open up your head and let it flow into me. Get up, come on, get down. Okay, before we get sued. Oh, and for, and for contrast, <laughs> and for contrast. All right, so since you brought up Dick Cheese, I'm sorry, Richard Cheese. <laughs> oh, no, you got it right. You got it right the first time. Yes, man. way to go, Ed. <laughs> so, Ed, you have I, uh, to. Li- oh, go, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I was, was going to make say, a point. What you just said is very interesting. We were talking a little like bit best about friends this. now. A week ago was the first time that I figured out that Richard Cheese. Was that the whole time? I thought it was just like his name is Richard and Cheese. He's stupid. He's being stupid. And I swear to you, I was like, "Holy oh shit!" Mind blown. At you know, at age sixty-three, all of a sudden, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Richard Cheese. Oh God. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, is. Yeah, around that same time that I just <laughs> someone introduced me to Richard Cheese, they introduced me to another band that's in the same same idea. Take a, a whole different style and flip it out. Is it the Bluegrass it, guys? It's yes, Fate yes, to Bluegrass. I love them. It's where they take Metallica songs and do them in like a old, you know, old style Kentucky bluegrass. Have you style. heard this shit, you guys? 
I'm looking it up right now. Oh, hold on. Uh, hold on. I got you. Uh, it, it is fantastic. I got you. Hold on. I, there. I've heard people talk of this. This oh. is seriously like, once again, it takes talent. Like it seems will fade away. Drifting further every day. Getting lost within All right, enough of that. So guys, go. this brings up, Sailor and everyone, this brings up an interesting question. What if you were in the bayou, you know, hanging yeah. out with your buddies, your friends, yeah. your girlfriends, your boyfriends, all your friends, and you're down the bayou, and you get into a kind of a nether region there, and you run across a family of hillbillies, Yeah. and they're playing this on the front porch. Do you feel, hey... I think I'm with, I, I think I'm going to be okay. This is my tribe here. <laughs> or are you going to be like, holy shit. Banjos. I, I feel like faster. I got to get out of it. Yeah. What do you feel? Which is the, what's your take? Oh, you're going to bring mm. up politics now because I would have said, you know, honestly, five years ago, I would have been like my people. Right. Music is the great uniter. But That's after last after last year, I would have been like, nope, them motherfuckers are some white no. supremacists. Paddle yeah. faster. Right. They're singing that song for the wrong reasons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. That's the yep. fucking pain That's in the, the ass. That's the sad truth. That's sad but true. You just kind of have to realize some people like the same stuff you like, but, but they're not the right people. Yeah, I mean, Hitler was a fucking... He was a vegetarian and a prolific artist, but fuck that guy. And he had a great mustache. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion. Was a That's real good. iconic. I don't know. Thing. I don't know about that. Yeah, no one iconic. else could pull it off. Charlie I mean, Chaplin. I, I would say Char Charlie thank you. Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin, yeah. Chaplin had Charlie a great Chaplin. mustache. Everyone says that's the one exception to the rule. <laughs> no, Charlie <laughs> Chaplin's mustache was great. Oliver Hardy. Okay, oh, moving oh, on yeah. from okay. this discussion. We're going way back now. Moving on. Where are we it. at? Okay, uh, Matt, do you want to go next? I don't know if I <laughs> do. LaRusso? How do I follow that shit, man? I don't know. You better How do pull I follow out some bluegrass good. and swing and Hitler and all that shit? How do I follow all that? <laughs> you can't. No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Maybe you can. So I'm going to go with like one of the most vanilla artists of all time. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh Man, Steve Winwood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Steve a great Winwood. Choice, though. Back and, in the high life. And the, if, these oh, guys know me very well, and I listen to really hard I'm shit. I'm surprised you even know Some who of the he stuff, is. I know. Well, Higher love. Spotify is a great thing, you know? Okay. But if, if his shit's coming on and I'm in the car, I am belting that shit out. It doesn't matter what song it is. <laughs> this I got to hear. It doesn't matter what next time we're driving together. I am putting but, this on intentionally and I expect you to sing. And you do a little digging on him. <laughs> the, the guy is a fantastic musician. I mean, oh, the guy plays absolutely. every instrument. The guy's a great songwriter. He has hooked up with some of the best minds and musicians in history, rock wise. And the stuff's just catchy. It's of the time. Yes, it's early to mid 80s. I mean, you can tell by listening to it, but damn. Great, great stuff, and I can't, I can't skip it when it comes on the playlist. So I can't I, do that, it. 
I, I can't do it. Of him as being a rock artist, though, for some reason. I, I mean, to me, he was he, more pop. I mean, now, but Steve Winwood originally came from rock. Originally. Originally. We're talking about his solo yeah. career. I mean, okay, fair enough, but I mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough, but I don't know. I think it fits. I don't know. I think it fits. <clears throat> All right. So hang on a second. Why are you fucking with me now? Sorry. Technical <laughs> difficulties. Do, 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 do. But yeah, I, I enjoyed me some higher love back in the day. That is my that favorite. Good right shit, man. Yeah. I rock out yeah. to that shit. This is Matt's Ballad. choice. This is, it's another great yeah. one. I mean, come on, the synthesizers, come on, this action. Synth can't go wrong right. here. <laughs> Matt hates synth. If it's done right, it's fine. He can't. This is some great running man synth. Just wait for that chorus, man. Get ready for it. She can't be that one. She can't. Come on, come and see him. So fucking good. Oh, so <laughs> she had the wind in her arms, not the wind in her hair. Who the I fuck knows? Was, uh, she was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's doing this. In the like, she's like doing Perfect. this, you know, oh, like okay. I'm king of the world or an angel. You know, she was king of the world. Oh, or an angel. There you go. That's a great right. choice, Matt. She she was lovely, obviously. A apparently, also, there's a lot of stuff she can't do, though. She, she can't. Yeah. can't be that one. She can't. She can't be <laughs> arsed for many things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying. Oh man, <laughs> sorry. Wow, that came out of left field. I never would have pegged Matt as a Steve Winwood. I know, right? That's he amazing. Told me this a while. I, I don't know it. why you told me that a while ago. <laughs> now, next time you come to the office, man, I'm going to be blasted. I think we were. I think we were talking about um, Phil Collins. I think. Oh yes. And that's next on. on yeah, and yeah. Steve Winwood came tonight. on his on the freaking mix on Spotify. And I was like, Oh yeah, I didn't, I, I make the, I love making connections with songs. Like I knew all those songs existed, but I didn't know it was the same guy. So I'm like, Oh man, that like opens my eyes, you know, kind of like the Dick cheese there thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not, not no, as cool, but you know, there you go. The Dick cheese. That's I'm like the higher love and valor. I think that's dude. what we're going to have to name the episode, <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be the Dick cheese, not just Dick cheese. And then <laughs> it could be AKA Richard cheese. Oh, all right. Ed, what about you? What have you got for us tonight? Well, this was a challenge for me. I'm like, I'm like, oh, buddy, it was a challenge like, for you. What, what oh, do I have to be seen that way? Be ashamed of. I mean, I, 
I don't really, I don't consider really anything I listen to a guilty pleasure, but I'm thinking what will give me, get me the best reaction? What will be like the most, the probably the most hated artist that I enjoy listening to from time to time. So I could think anything else. I'm like, all of a sudden it just came to me. Nickelback. Ugh. That word isn't even supposed to be said on this podcast. I no, literally started a petition on change.org no. no, to ban Nickelback from this country. Go Hell no. Do it. You you motherfuckers. Disregard her. You motherfuckers. Reasonable statements that are true. Ignore the reasonable statements. I'm standing in line to club. Um. <laughs> Chicago. I don't care where they are. They're Canadian, by the way, Sailor. You were saying you wanted to support the Canadians. Not with their music. Wayne Gretzky, come on. Man. I was going to say that Gretzky has nothing to do with Nickelback. Fuck Gene Simmons, by the way. <laughs> See, that proves everything. Billy Gibbons. A credit card that's got no limit and a big black chair with a bedroom in it. Gonna join the Mile High Club at 37,000. I hate everything about this 30 seconds. I want a new tool. Okay, we're up. We're done. <laughs> oh, that was too long. That was much too long. I feel like that's not fair because this is one fifth of the show. And that song did not get the full ex expression that it deserved. Let's play it again, God guys. Goddamn right it didn't. <laughs> You're goddamn right it didn't. Because guess who's That's in right. charge uh, when I we're in the middle of the whiskey? Edit, added in the good part during the post production. me over him and my husband are in cahoots because <laughs> my husband's like i don't know i just did what he told me to every time mm -hmm. she goes to say something that you just put chad kroger's voice over it like you know, <laughs> like i will fucking kill you all <laughs> <laughs> all right so those are the shitty that's the shitty selection from ed now to my selections <laughs> oh and by the way you notice oh. that she she played it on youtube she's like give me something i can play on spotify and she refuses to play that on Spotify. Because it will, I will not it on, dare it will haunt her for the rest of the time. So true. <laughs> it was rigged. I apologize. I got a question for Ed, but uh, yeah, what's the pleasurable part? About <laughs> Dude, the fucking baritone, the song, the sound of the voice, the dirge of the music oh, itself. Come on. Voice? No. Oh. It's a jam. What? Fair what is enough. a jam about that? Special. Oh, just listen to it all the way through, for uh, God's sake. People literally unplug jukeboxes when Nickelback comes on. That's a real. Yeah, that's why they're well, one of the most successful bands. Out elitism. There. I just feel like they are a way worse version of Leonard Skinner. Thank you. And Leonard Skinner has this whole thing. About I don't Leonard like Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Okay, Leonard so Skinner. has this whole story about Leonard Skinner, which he's probably not going to say on the podcast, which I. I understand why he has this chip on his shoulder the size yes. of a fucking uh, 
Zeppelin. They were pieces. They are were our pieces of shit. So that's one thing we don't like on metal rock and whiskey. I agree. With total that. pieces <laughs> of shit as human sucks. beings, but also fuck them. Well, they fucked them for sure, but the problem is the corollary that you threw out there, Sam. Which well, is fuck that Nickelback. These, right, Nickelback has done no harm to no one. They have done all the harm to my ears and my yes, brain. Yes, agree. The music itself is pure. I will send you to change.org, and I will make you sign the petition to ban their music from the United States. Lead singer Chantel, Chantal, sir, is a guy who's dealt with a lot of personal tragedy. And that song we listened to was a testament to his triumph over, over adversity. What? what adversity? He's Canadian, number one. Number yeah, two. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's got no musical talent, number, number two. Number two, he named his band Nickelback. That yep. was all yep. of our Canadian yeah. listeners. Which is number three, he still feels like he's the, he's like the redheaded cousin to... Whoever the guy is, Scott, Scott Saff or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, Scott Saff. 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 Yeah. Creed, yeah. Creed. Who, what? Yeah. Oh, Creed, don't even get Creed. me started. Don't make a connection between the two. I didn't know that existed. Now I hate them even well, more. Well, listen, if you were someone that was felt like you were a second ran to Creed, wouldn't you feel a lot of problems emotionally with suicidal things and ideology? I think I wouldn't have worn a headband. He has three nipples. Yes, it might nipples. make me want to marry Avril Lavigne. <laughs> That's how bad it would make me. He's, yep. he's adorable. But even, even he couldn't hold that bitch down. Yeah. It's a tough, so, <laughs> it's a tough he's, podcast. He's had a tough road. I mean, his millions of dollars, That I, I feel for him, man. That's got to be really tough to be a Canadian <laughs> with free health, universal health care and so, pensions. A million yeah. dollars in Canada is like $50 million. <laughs> Imagine being in Canada and being right. that successful. Right. You'd, you'd want to just jump You're off right. a bridge. Like, I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. Uh. So, Matt, this, Matt LaRusso, this will make you happy. Guess one of what genre they can one of the many genres they consider Nickelback. <laughs> Heavy metal. Wow. No. No, no, no. Matt no. lost his fucking mind once because Def Leppard was considered heavy metal. <laughs> like he literally was so angry. Yeah. The whole podcast, he barely spoke. He was so mad. <laughs> Matt, do you consider Guns N' Roses heavy metal? Yes. Between Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard? Yes. Except yes. the Def Leppard is way better of a band than fucking Guns N' Roses. Oh my god. Oh, Guns N' Roses had a heyday. Oh, they can suck a dick. Okay. And, and you're talking to the hometown of uh Duff McKeegan here, so uh we, we yeah, can't care less. Someone is the hometown of some piece of shit, and I don't care. Going back to back, no, no, wait, wait. With, with, no, 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 no. Now? We're gonna get no, nickel nope, back. No, nope. we're gonna get back to mm, the discussion. Nickel back. Guilty pleasures. Enough nickelback. So <laughs> one of the number one guilty pleasures in rock, can anyone guess? If the all I I looked at all the polls, one Journey. of the number ones. You're very close. That is number two. Okay. Don't stop believing. Another favorite of Matt LaRusso's. Uh, but 
If it's Don't Stop Believing, what might be another one? Jefferson Starship, We Built This City. <laughs> no. No, God. But that is a guilty pleasure. No, it's Boston's More Than a Feeling. Oh, so that God. is one of the... <laughs> see? <laughs> so um, it was included I hate them all in so much. The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Well, we hate the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so fuck them. It was <laughs> what also the hell do they know? <laughs> rock, it was also ranked at number 500 on Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest songs of all time. We yeah, also hate the Rolling know? Stones, so fuck <laughs> them, too. They yeah. also dropped them off in a 2010 update. So, whatever. Okay. Here are my choices. And I have some pretty epic reasons why. Number one, Ride Like the Wind from motherfucking Christopher yes. Cross. It was released Good 1980. Album. It was a single from his Grammy smash hit album. It was number two on the U.S. charts in 1980. I remember it well. The Tide is High by Blondie was first. Um, here's the most amazing part of this story. First of all, Christopher Cross rules. Second of all, he was on acid while he wrote the lyrics to the song. I took acid once and I just cried in the corner. So forget writing an entire song that would be a number two hit around the world. And he says, and I quote, we were living in Houston at the time and on the way down to Austin to record songs, it was just a beautiful Texas day. So I decided to take acid and I wrote the words to ride like the wind on my way from Houston to Austin. And on that note. He really had no choice. I mean, he was just moved by the spirit. Yeah. But the opening to this song, first of all, Michael motherfucking McDonald is in backing vocals to this shit. Is this not the jam? Come on. Yep. Listen to those electronic keys. And the bongos. That is the fucking jam. Come on. This is on the Yacht, Yacht Rock playlist for sure. This is definitely on the Yacht Rock playlist. So we will circle back to this because we will be covering Yacht Rock. Okay, next Isn't up. Isn't Michael McDonald kind of like the, uh, the um, Chris Cornell of uh, Yacht Rock, where he's just involved with everybody. He was the Chris Cornell before Yacht Rock even, but yes. Yeah. So he yeah. was the Chris Cornell of like 60s and 70s radio rock and then yeah. Yacht Rock. Yeah. He he's, just pretty much, and he probably it, stayed yep. on everybody's couch. Yes, yeah. a thousand percent. And Patti LaBelle apparently almost dished on him. Um, during the verses. I don't know if you watched any of those during COVID. Yes, absolutely. And she almost, when she was with Gladys Knight, I was like, yes! Yeah, and she was like, he was a handsome man. And, mm, well, I'm not going to tell that story. I was like, please! <laughs> You're a thousand years old! It's COVID! We're all dying! Who cares? Oh, nope. man. I would like to have some pie with her and have her tell me all about yes. Michael McDonald. Pie! That pie, though. I ate the pie and we drank champagne while we were watching. Anyway, that's the whole awesome. <laughs> the Pie and champagne. 
Yeah, because she was all about, I don't like champagne, but she was all about the champagne. So we dressed up, cool. I wore my pearls, I, I ate the Patty LaBelle pie from Walmart, and we drank champagne while we watched the verses. Do you guys realize how amazing it is that we're talking about? I love this, the yacht rock thing. The, the guy, I'm not, I don't, we don't want to get sidetracked, but the reality of that pre memes, pre all this other stuff from like, you know, uh, uh, whatever viral content oh you're making a good point i see where you're going the with this. whole thing with yacht rock is from this thing that is so influential but no one really talks about you know what i mean and we, you guys should do a show about that i want we come are back we, we yeah. yeah come back on for that because we have That'd it on awesome. the books the talk about it but yeah yeah, yeah no you're 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 making a great point and I, I mean that's something that we need to talk about and when we approach the subject is yeah it's yacht rock is not a term that comes from the internet or whatever. And actually where it comes from is so fucking literal. And it's so bizarre when you hear about how many of the, and it's, I mean, it's kind of sad that there were like how much we didn't know about drug and alcohol addiction, you know, right. at that time. And it was like, well, here's what I think you should do. You should just go buy a yacht and you should just <laughs> detox on your yacht. And this is, I'm telling you, these are real fucking stories. Like, um uh what what were their names oh my god it i've never heard this young before. and uh what their names Ugh, it's gonna drive me crazy Crosby, anyway Sills and Nash and thank young. you thank you thank you thank you oh, yeah that's it okay. yeah um stills right no crosby yeah. crosby he was the one he was one of the always ones that went on it's always, it's always crosby and <laughs> he was addicted to fucking heroin man like that's serious shit and they're like just go on your yacht and detox yeah. and, and you can do this and it was <laughs> What Who doesn't want to go through withdrawals while uh, you know in control of a boat? But also on a boat, like <laughs> yeah, all yeah, by yourself. Like, what could go know? wrong? What could yeah. go wrong? That's amazing. The implication is there. Jesus. The implication. All right. This is before so, the perfect storm came out, so you know, like, yeah. we didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. They were also probably like just on a dock, like off the dock in California. They were fine. Um, so we don't know. So, okay. Next one is um, another fantastic. First of all, the opening to this song, the fucking keys, the sick riff. This one, I cannot imagine anyone that is not instantly ready to do air guitar and air drums and just rock out when this comes on. I give you Hold the Line by motherfucking Toto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on! This is the best ooh ooh oohs in music. It's not in the way you've been treating my friends. It's not in the way that you stay to the end. It's not in the way you look or the things that you say that you do. That is, I feel like, one of Pretty the good. best guilty pleasures, right? Written by yeah. keyboardist David Page, and the lead vocals on the song were 
performed by the man with the best ooh ooh oohs, like when he says, <laughs> "It's not in the way you say you're mad." Ooh, the best, <laughs> Bobby Kimball. Yes. He is the best. I remember back in the day, Grand Theft Auto, like one or two, I don't know, a really long time ago. That was one of the songs on Grand Theft Auto when you would be driving around. And the ooh, ooh, ooh would just get me every time. <laughs> it was the best. All right. My last one I will give you was released in November of 1983. I think that the lead singer of this band has one of the best voices in the genre of music. Clive Davis turned this album down initially because he thought it was too weird. This song is the most perfect storm where every instrument shines. Guitar, bass, synth, drums, vocals, everything. So here is my last choice for Guilty Pleasures. Again, another killer opening. Okay, so that's the song Good one. that introduced me to Yes. Ah, you know, it's is... funny because that's one of those bands where you're like, oh, listen to this band. Isn't it great? Then you don't realize these guys have been around for a while. Dude, not only you have know? they been around for, <laughs> they are like epic elven motherfuckers. They are the mo some of the most talented musical human beings on the face of the earth. It's insane. That song for me, though, is like every time it comes on, everybody has to just stop and you have to rock out. You have to because it's yes. I apologize. So, like guilt implies a little bit of shame. Like, right. how, this doesn't feel guilty. This doesn't feel guilty. This feels Sorry. like celebrating a piece of a piece of art that has achieved uh, transcendence. Yes. I've been shamed for it, I'll tell you. And so maybe that comes from some people in my surroundings because I've been okay. I've been in situations where we're all partying, we're all rocking out, and this comes I'm like, yeah, listen to this. And people have been like, the fuck is this old people shit? I'm like, old people oh, shit? What them. the fuck? Get out of here. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh so my god, what a good song. That song tripped me out. When it was on MTV, all the, the video yeah. was amazing too, and the video—that's like you know, guys. I mean, like that's old school, and that's good shit. Yep, that's MTV's heyday right there. Absolutely, yeah. That, and it was yeah. so like yeah. it just made you feel like, oh shit, death, mortality, <laughs> and, and I'm an owner of a lonely heart as well, and I'm only fourteen years old. Fourteen years old, and I got a lonely heart. I'm going to disappear from that rooftop skyscraper. <laughs> hey, check this out. <laughs> check this shit out. It's always Have good to see heard... a transition of suicide. Yeah. Have you guys heard... I know, it's so crazy. Have you guys heard of the Edgar Wright? I, you, this is your, this is your uh, ballpark here. The Edgar Wright documentary on the Sparks Brothers. No. No. Oh, my God. 
Okay, just look like into Bubba it. Sparks and his brother? Nope, it isn't Bubba oh, okay. Sparks and his brother, but close enough. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's a documentary about these guys, same era, similar kind of thing, uh, influenced so much of what we listen to now and listen to through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Interesting. But you got to check it out. You're going to love it. Edgar Wright. Sailor. No, Edgar I'll, Wright, the I'll guy that did, uh, you know, the guy that does like the, uh, uh, he did Baby Driver. He did like uh, Shaun of the Dead, all that. Oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. documentary yeah, yeah. about the yeah, Sparks yeah. Brothers. And these guys are legitimately yeah. underrated yeah. to the degree that, like, I was talking to my kid who's super hip, and he's like, who are these people? And I'm like, yeah, they're the people that didn't get the, they didn't do the right things. They didn't play the game, but their influence is everywhere. Their mm, fingerprints yeah. are on mm. everything. Well, it's they're a, one of the founders of prog rock and pro, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole, oh my like, God, that's our next whole, so I don't even know that shit. Oh yeah. yeah. That's our next rabbit hole to go down because we haven't, we haven't addressed prog rock on this podcast in all these years we've been doing this, but um, <clears throat> yeah, get kind of like weeding through what prog rock, progressive rock, for those that don't know, was before you before there was an alternative rock, before there was really a new wave, all of that. Prog rock started in the 1960s, and because they were influenced, they were influenced by different styles other than doing straight, just straight up rock or straight up metal, like a straight up Zeppelin or whatever. And it was it was different sounds in there that were eclectic and um and they got made fun of and they were the total nerds and weirdos and it's funny because my recollection as a kid in the 80s of people who liked prog rock were the weirdos and the nerds like computer nerds loved prog rock like people that looked like bill gates for example right in the 80s they loved prog rock it wasn't like the cool people that were like well, you know they were like i'm in a rush and i was like name check bill gates but i mean well, fuck him recently, but I thought he was a cool dude. But anyway. Um, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's not even give it to Bill that. Gates. Let's not give that to Bill Gates. No, let's Taylor. not. But I like, feel like. I know like what you mean. I know what you mean. I used to think like, so people would differentiate Rush from prog rock. They'd be like, oh, well, Russian, yes, they're not the same. And I'm like, I was very young and thought it was the same. And so I was schooled, quote unquote, that they were very different. And that's just subjective, of course. But, you know, Rush also prog rock, you know, yes, prog rock sticks, prog rock, all the prog rock bands. Well, we're going to get into that. We will definitely cover that on this, on this show. Sticks. But for now, do you guys like sticks? I love sticks. Yes. I just recently no. told Matt. Cert, cert, not like everything about them. Certain songs. Yeah. Sail Away is just self-indulgent bullshit to me. Just like it's why? What? Why? It's I, it goes on forever. You want to do three different songs in one? No, and... it's doing the right thing for the right <laughs> tone. It's setting it's... a tone, Matt. Listen, what it's the doing journey. is you can say that about so many songs, though, right? It's taking and... something. I understand, and, into... and I don't like those songs either. Huh? Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's just Matt like, only I... likes songs that rile up his need to confront and <laughs> and uh in some ways contradict the status quo he's a <laughs> fucking 
what He's I like. A punk. No, I'm All not. Right. I'm the opposite. So okay, if we're gonna argue about sticks, that I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that should be a guilty pleasure of yours. No, it I mean, should not. You should feel I'm guilt sure about that. No, there's no guilt about sticks. <laughs> Sticks is one of the pioneers also of prog rock. Yeah. I mean, of so many genres. The Grand Illusion is one of the best albums ever made in the world on Earth, period. I I will dispute that, but I will not say that you're wrong about they have pioneered many areas, but they've never done one well. I mean, selling over 6 million copies of just one album in 1977 pretty fucking big my friend Fair and pretty fine. I mean, fucking like, big you know who sells a lot sold a lot of records backstreet boys and they're not good either um, I but... mean or Nickelback <laughs> yeah Nickelback alright yeah. on that note I'm gonna take it back <laughs> I'll be right I'm back sorry Sailor I love you I just <laughs> hate sticks. oh we can we can fight this out all right. yeah it's alright oh, alright so we're gonna wrap up our episode of Guilty Pleasures so I how does everybody feel about their choices? Do you stand by your choices still? I'm I'm good yes. with it. Yeah. I actually do. I I will say that because of the name with metal being the first and me admittedly not being like hip hop and R&B and you know that sort of deal is more my genre. Um metal being the first name I didn't know we could do yacht rock and uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed that all of Steely Dan's catalog. Uh, did what not show Steely up. Dan is not yacht rock? Really? I don't you're think... you're telling me Deacon Blues is not yacht yacht rock? No, that's that's disc. I mean that they were they were more disco. They had Michael McDonald on. I mean, everybody did. Who's I think we just established. Yeah. I think we just established. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Mm, I don't. You told me. Still, so, what would you consider yacht rock then? And again, this is not. I. I want to learn from you, sailor. <laughs> so, okay. um, so you want to teach me that sticks is good. I mean, I, I'm going to teach you that. That's going to happen. Right. You're going to like it. So, right. okay. There's even artic. There has been several articles written about. So I usually don't like music press, but there's a Mm -hmm. few music writers that I really like because they're very like, okay, look, music is subjective, but if we have to break it down in a non-subjective way, and they do it with honor, and I appreciate that. One of my favorite writers, Eric Patin, wrote an article years ago, I think it was a couple years ago, two years ago, called Why Steely Dan Can Never Really Be Yacht Rock. Okay. And I highly recommend this article. It's awfully specific. I, I, I will look that up. Yeah, that's exactly what I, know, I because, said. So, yeah. So, so my introduction to Steely Dan comes from my mom. And my mom was like a total disco queen. And then my dad, one of my dad's sisters on the other side of the family, who was my closest aunt, she also was a disco queen. And they were both huge Steely Dan fans, right? Mm-hmm. In in a certain period of my childhood, I remember just Steely Dan and Santana being everywhere and them being very connected. <laughs> so it was very, it was before Yacht Rock. That's the thing. Steely Dan, yeah. their height was way before Yacht Rock. Because yeah. Yacht Rock is really that generation kind of retiring, go, well, what the fuck now? And then they just happen to do it in this 
kind of post-drug, maybe still drug, kind of, you know, like yeah, we're yeah. winding down. We were Did at, you, anyone- you know, we, we, we were at, I don't know, you know, we were the biggest and we were the craziest and burnt out politically, which is like, you know, a real thing, like socially, you know, we were at Woodstock and now we're like these older dudes and nobody gives a fuck because it's like all electronic music in the 80s. What the fuck do we do with ourselves? Donald Fagan never had that. He never experienced that. Okay. He went from like pre-disco to disco to, I guess you would just call it like light rock, you know, after. And then in the mid nineties, he had a huge hit as Donald Fagan in the mid nineties. So I don't think he, that's why I don't think he belongs in the category. So I have a quick question, Sailor. Do you have any idea? So uh, where did they get their name for the band? Like, what is the entomology for the band? It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't even know. Like, what's going on? I have on no idea. That? That's a great question. Good I have question. no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Um, also, do you know how to pronounce that A-G-A, A-J-A album? Is it A-ha? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, I've already, I've so. always pronounced it that way. I just feel felt self conscious about it the entire time. <laughs> I mean, that sucks when you've been pronouncing something for so long and someone's like, "That's now not how it's pronounced." Man. Yeah, well, like, it's like like Aya or something like that. Well, yeah. in excess, <laughs> I I remember when in excess came out and I was like just spelling the letters. I didn't know. Oh, do you like INXS? That's what I said. <laughs> I was also in Oklahoma, so give me a break. They have a great song, K-I-C-K. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ed, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) All right, so this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate your... Both of you appreciate your time. We're on different coasts and someone's somewhere kind of in the middle with terrible pizza. So thank you all for (laughs) (laughs) finding it. Always love when we can shoehorn that in. I I do it every chance I get. Yeah. I had to actually sit and be polite in a conversation between Ed and Paul let go from few about like the, Oh, this guy, no, he's got the best pizza. No, this guy has the best pizza. And I was just sitting there at the table and I kept my mouth shut. I was really good for me. <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I'm going motherfuckers. I grew up in New York city. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just rubbing your temples. Into like, Italy. Ah. And so in my head, I'm like, home. <laughs> Home. Like I was doing everything well, to keep my shit together. Tough. Well, Sailor, it's in their tough. defense, they oh, will they, they will have a quarterback someday too. So that, <laughs> that a pipe dream. Ouch. Oh, I like Justin Fields. Oh. I hope that works out. But uh, yeah, You're it's harsh. been it's been Look, years. I will. I, t- I will tell you. I am the. I think Jim McMahon forever. Yeah. I am the. I am a true baseball fan, and I think baseball fans have the best sportsmanship attitudes in the world we congratulate out we we do i am i am diehard red Sox. it's tattooed on my oh, fucking you've never body met a cardinals fan oh i have i lived in cincinnati <laughs> i've met many of them trust me but we congratulated chicago on their world series win that took longer than ours did <clears throat> doesn't mean their pizza's good 
And I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Taste is subjective. We'll just leave it there. It is Not funny. when it comes to pizza. It is funny. I, I don't want to get into this, Sailor, but how do you feel about Chicago pie? <laughs> did I not make that clear? I Have I not did. been making that I really, 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 really Taylor. clear? That's exactly uh, what it is. It's pie. You know what's you know what's interesting? <laughs> okay, here, here's what I'll break it down to. If Chicago pizza was the right pizza, then that's what the rest of the country would copy. Touché. But no Except one it's harder to do. No, that's it's not why it's hard. It's, it's, hard. it's easier to fuck it up, but Oh, uh, okay. No. So, okay, okay. everywhere you go. That's just a different way of saying the same thing. All right, all right. Yeah. I get it. I get what's happening. Okay. okay I get what's maybe. going on. I'm feeling it. I'm vibing I mean, it. I accept it. I accept your shenanigans. I don't think, Taylor. you know, like, it has to be called deep dish if you're making a deep dish. It's a pie. Dish. It's a pie. It's a no, pie. It's a pie. It's, it's called, a pizza pie. Okay. Everywhere out outside of fucking Chicago calls it deep dish if it's a goddamn lasagna in a crust. Okay? Ooh. Otherwise, people call it pizza. Right? Ooh. Pizza Hut. Give me a break. I mean, it could have noodles, noodles in it, but it's still a goddamn By lasagna. Guy, all the listeners noodles. to rock and metal rock and whiskey. Listen, who wouldn't want lasagna? Who wouldn't want that shit? And that's from Sailor. That's like some We're epic now. meal time stuff, right? And there. I'm agreeing with you, but guess what? Lasagna it's not in a pizza. It's not pizza. No, I get it. It's, it's, it's you know, like an Illinois hot plate. Uh. <laughs> it's an Illinois quiche. It's yeah, a Chicago it's, quiche. That's no, in fact I, what it I is. think it's delicious. I just don't think it's the same thing as it's like a New pizza. York spice. It's not you know? pizza. I'm not yeah, saying find a different name what is for it. It's just like rye. I don't the same as bourbon, but they're both whiskey. Uh, yeah, they're I don't, not both pizza though. Yeah, I still like. Come on. Go to Italy. People are like specific. When you go to Italy, where pizza comes from is fucking Italy. They're not like yeah. Deep dish, that's the real pizza. They're like, what the fuck is that crap? We're not even They're like, what's the matter this? But also in Chicago, it's either like really thin crust or it's deep dish, right? There's no midi middle yeah, of the they ground. they don't know how to make pizza. That's my point. They were like, the gangsters came over. Yeah, not, never mind that it was created by Italian, Italian immigrants to begin with. So, okay, well, yes, this is what Forget about that little listen, part Listen, this is what happened. The Italian immigrants came from New York first, and they were the outcasts, and they were like, no. And they were like, you motherfuckers can't make it in New York, and they're like, we're gonna go over this Midwestern place on this really scary big lake. And they just, they didn't bring their nanas or their nonies. They didn't bring their moms. And they're like, I don't know how to make this shit. We're going to do the best we can. They and that's just what tried. They Chicago fucking pizza. It was very cool. blind. And you know what? That's the, I would think we should all support the people in our world, in our history that have fly blind, flying blind. They don't have their mamas. They don't have their nanas. They don't have their papas or their peepaws. All they have is their own brain grapes, and they take that and they go, I'm going to make a pizza, and I'm going to make it wrong, but you know what? I'm going to own it, 
about it. And I'm going <laughs> to slather a bunch of ketchup on top, and I'm going to call it a good day. And, and you know what? All celebrate, guys, with our drinks. I'm gonna raise and Justin, up. Chicago borders Lake Michigan, and you know what that borders? Canada. Canada. Exactly. I blame the Canadians. Oh, we so. always blame oh, the Canadians on this show. It's a tough Canadian show for them. Hey, we just came around full circle there. See Matt that? James, See he that? literally just became a regular on MRW. He <laughs> brought the whole conversation around to blaming Canada. This is what got us in trouble. Canada is our arch nemesis, I think. I think Canada needs to get get really fucking tread lightly. Hey, Canada, I know you like this podcast and this podcast likes you, but this is me saying right now, tread lightly, bitch. Oh, God. I want to go see the Canadian Stonehenge someday. Oh, God. Oh, dude, so bad. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time to wrap it up. We've gone way over time. we got to wrap it up. Oh, God. That's been a good time. Uh oh, we lost a member. No, of... he just he came. He brought it back around. He mic dropped and he's gone. He's <laughs> gone. Done. He's just like that's it. He was like oh, Canada. No. Fuck it. Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, then we're gonna get out of here. So Ed and Matt, please take us out for the night. Oh man, how do I follow that? I don't know. Again, <laughs> coming in behind all this great shit. Well. We hope you enjoyed that, listeners, as much as we did. Even the Canadian listeners. Yes. <laughs> especially like the to Canadian think. listeners. Yes, especially the Canadian listeners, as those numbers continue to just plummet by the second. No. Uh, we want to thank our guests. Please let the listeners know where they can find you on social media, your podcasts. Oh, well, where's Matt? He knows this stuff more than I oh. do. Oh. <laughs> So I will say this is called how to be, how to be a better drinker is the podcast that Matt does that I'm part of. And, uh, <laughs> and it's on Stitcher, I believe. And it's also on iTunes, I believe. And also you can find it. Just Google it guys. Just use Google. I mean, Google works. Okay. Everything's going to be okay. All right. And, you and can find them on Facebook too, by the way, all that crap. Hey guys, Ed, Matt Sailor, this podcast was so much fun that I legitimately have never. I, I'm going to say this. Matt's gone, so you can't hear this. <laughs> this is the most fun I've had in the virtual space, if you will, in a long time. You guys are the best. And I'm, I like it. I like all y'all. Oh, here's Matt. So sorry, my, my internet cut out there. I You're missing the love fest here. You man. missed the best part. He was just telling us how much he loves you and he loves your podcast. It's not true. <laughs> it is true. I said yeah. some of that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we thank you for that. We have a really good time here. You it's all great. fun you and games. So smart and shit and funny. Oh my god, I love this show. I love this, this has show. Been a blast. This is the one place where I don't have to give a fuck, and it is so freeing and so fun. And that isn't that so important. It's so important. It's so important. It's been a lifesaver for all of us for many years. 
many years. Guys, you're yeah. killing it, by the way. This is great. This is a great <laughs> yeah, podcast. Really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for being on Our and, pleasure, and contributing. Man. It was awesome. Yes, great. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. I think yeah. we might have to have you back for Yacht Rock because yeah. there are oh, yeah. strong so feelings. Yeah? Will you come back yeah. for Yacht Rock? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, up. Okay. That would be awesome. Cool, cool. All right, Ed. All right, and they can find me on Instagram at Bourbon Geek. And uh, Sailor, where can they find you? I'm Sailor Guevara everywhere. All right. So, listeners, we hope you love us, or even we'll take a like. If you like <laughs> us, that's fine too. You don't have to love us. We'll take a like. <laughs> Please join us next time on the next episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. And that's it. Is that it? That's it. Wait, fi- no, find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey and on Twitter at Metal Whiskey. That too. All that too. Of that. There yes. you go. And also, hmm, let me think. Let me think. This one's a difficult one tonight. No, it's pretty easy. Fuck you, Nickelback. <laughs>